0: back to South of the Eight. Happy Friday. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you have a great weekend, whether it's with family or friends or with both. Uh, I hope we are a part of it. And if not, if you're listening to us on a Monday or a Wednesday, then I hope you're having a good week. With me, as always, is Jessica Bernal.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: And today uh, we're going to be talking about a couple different things. But as always, we're starting with our En Mi Barrio. Jessica?
1: Yeah. So this week for En Mi Barrio, we wanted to highlight a food like a food business, um, and yeah, you
0: could, you could, you could say,
1: food. yeah, yeah. We were brainstorming on like, like a hub, what, what to talk about, and we remember about market on 8th in National City, really close to the freeway. If you haven't checked it out, it's a great place. Uh, they have lots of different food, um, they, they also have coffee, uh, beer. Uh, what are some so of the, restaurants? That yeah, we so it's kind
0: of weird. So you walk in into this sort of warehouse. Think of um, a food court. Like imagine mm-hmm. like they just yeah, stripped definitely. out of a mall food court and putting on a corner. Uh, you walk in and you have, you're have you greeted by most Coffee right next to Noble uh, Beer, which is amazing for anyone that likes craft beer and knows that Noble is on top of their game, whether it's with kombucha or craft or even those weird whiskeys and little side things that they do. Uh, so great for drinking. Party goes late and they sometimes have a DJ. Kind of weird. <laughs> or open
1: middle. mic i've seen open, open mics
0: there. in the middle of a food court mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway so you go through towards the back and there you'll be greeted by things like uh they Thai have food pizza pokey food. pizza uh juice place uh Louisiana style food a Mexican spot
1: i've seen smoothies
0: yeah there's all sorts of things so for all those people that are like i just don't know what i want go there yeah <laughs> Do or if you favor. can
1: decide with the group like on one place you got options there one person can grab one kind of food the other person can grab something different There's sitting area so how it works you go order your food and then you can just sit anywhere and there's indoors and outdoors the outdoor patios it's very nice they even got like heaters so if it gets cold at night um and yeah it's a great place check it out it's national city uh by 8th and what, what street would
0: that be? It's on 8th Street. It's on 8th Street. Just yeah, uh, look up City. Market on yeah. 8th, uh, National yeah. City, and mm-hmm. you'll find it. It's not, it's parking's a little bit of a struggle. I will say that. So carpool, definitely. Um, but again, like Jessica was saying, there's sort of a lot to do. So whatever is your vibe for the day, you can go there and you'll find something to do or something to consume. And it's a good time, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that, Let's just go ahead and jump into t- into today's theme, which is uh, como dice el dicho uh, great show <laughs> it's, some would say it's better than Rosa Guadalupe uh, no, but it's funny we we were discussing on themes and ideas of what to talk about just culturally and we came to a conclusion that you know dichos are so prevalent and so intense sometimes right every lesson comes with a dicho or the other way around right every dicho fits a, a certain scenario that's going on in your life, and sometimes it's overbearing, but sometimes it's kind of broad. Either way, I think they're open to interpretation, right?
1: Yeah, and the chos or are something that goes generation by generation. Things that we hear from our parents, and our parents hear from our grandparents, and somehow these sayings have stayed in our in our learning, or stayed in our stories and culture
0: right and the interesting thing about dichos or refranes or whatever you call it is that they do change right whether it's the meaning or how you say it as a whole and sometimes even um i guess the length right like, like a bad example which i learned today is caminando y meando i don't know if you know that or, have, or, have, or you've ever heard it mm-hmm. right like if they're saying Amos or like Let, like let's get going or like hey you know, like it's like doing two things at the same time, multitasking, mm-hmm. caminando y Miando. And that's the only way I heard it. And I didn't even consider it a dicho. I just sort of thought of it as like a like a saying. I don't I don't know. I, I think those are two different things, like a quote and a dicho are two different things. Right. But it turns out when I looked it up today, caminando y Miando para no hacer un charco is a full dicho. But mm-hmm. my whole life, I only heard half of it. So the, they evolve, they change. And dichos are just kind of. I mean, they're cultural, but they're very specific to each family and to who says it. So I think mm-hmm. that's super interesting.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So would you like to start with uh, some of your favorites?
1: Yeah. Oh, so what we're going to do here is that I I, I looked up five dichos or refranes that I grew up with or that have some kind of meaning or that I recognize. And we're get, I'm going to share one and explain it a little bit. And then they would... David will um, share a few as well So we're going to go back and forth And see what we think about them um, So the first one that I have Is Tronco torcido Jamás su tronco endereza Have you heard that one before? No haven't, so. you, you haven't? Uh-huh. No, So this what I was probably like elementary I was a little kid When um, my family Would say this a lot or my parents, I I remember from my dad, and as a little kid, what I thought he meant was that if so si el tronco está torcido nunca se endereza, that if you somehow start doing bad, you will never come back to be good.
0: So like they, bad habits.
1: Yeah, like bad habits will just like when I start torcidas and they'll just never come back to normal.
0: Huh bit of a change from our last episode on change
1: yeah i guess yeah
0: (laughs) but i get what you mean though like starting with bad behaviors will lead to just being stuck in them i guess
1: yeah so so i grew up like with that saying of like oh if you start doing certain things you're just never gonna go back to something right and as you know from the last episode i don't believe that Right. So that was a big disagreement that I had, and that was a um, like now that I'm in education, I don't I don't think that's right at all. Like I I'm pretty right. sure the tronco could be <laughs> como si se pueden enderezar el tronco. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's not take it too literal. Exactly. Uh, right, like dichos are definitely if one thing, not nah, it's they're po- very poetic, but they're mm-hmm. not literal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and I get it. Sometimes people run the the idea behind or even their analogies get very like well if mm-hmm. the tree if we did the, you know mm-hmm. no like let's just dissect it and like behind mm-hmm. it um but it's interesting that for you growing up with that it, and now seeing it it's completely different and would you say that mm-hmm. it had an impact when you were younger did you really believe that or did you see it as something your parents said
1: i saw it as something my parents said and i saw it as something i never agreed with
0: oh, okay so from the get-go you're yeah like, from the
1: get-go i was like no i don't think so like i can me like, I can do whatever I want, like, whatever yeah. I want to.
0: That was pretty cool. All right. Well, yeah, that's a good one. I don't think yeah. I've ever heard it. Or maybe I've heard it, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's one of the ones that yeah. stuck.
1: And as a little kid, I would always imagine like a little tree that was chueco. Así como que, oh, well, no, most no. trees, no? Pues, yeah. <laughs> um All
0: right. Um, so, okay, so I'll go with one of mine. Uh, lo que no has de querer en tu casa es de tener. And for me, uh, it I pretty much breaks down to whatever you're criticizing, uh, you should probably look inward because you're probably lacking that or you're doing it as well. Or in a more literal sense, someone in your house, in your family, is probably doing the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mira, mira ese niño, se la pasa en la calle, and then your kid is doing the same thing, right? Oh, mira esa señora, este, no trata bien a su marido, and then you know and your mm-hmm. husband is complaining about you so it's just like little things and i always connect this saying with like the chismosas mm-hmm. that just love to start shit mm-hmm. and, and it's funny because I, I feel like maybe because of things like social media tiktok and youtube but there's this like sort of a theme of like clapping back to your aunt, especially around like thanksgiving and christmases yeah. you see the videos where mm-hmm. it's like uh, y yel novio mija <laughs> <Los>
1: papeles, <tía>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you know it's like this it's and it's funny because it's relatable because we all go through these things especially if you haven't seen your family for a while listen hi mijo que te panso like what happened you were so skinny or the other way around where it's like hi, mijo come algo nos preocupa so they always have something to say and so i always kind of every time i heard this dicho i always thought of like the tias or the tios chismosos that like love all that gossipy shit. Because let me tell you, their kids are not perfect. (laughs) Not that I am at all. But, you know, it's just like, how about we don't criticize? How about we just accept each other and not try to start shit? Because when we start breaking it down, you're going to end up losing. But of course, out of respect, we don't say anything. You know, maybe we should. But that's always sort of what I thought of when I heard that one.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to explain that it's actually i i don't know if i've heard it before i don't think i have no no i don't think i have but it makes a lot of sense what you were talking about that's
0: funny because growing up that's definitely one that that i grew up with uh-huh. it's, it's one that i would hear a lot and it was usually out of things like uh because you know when you're growing up Right, and you're going to like these family things. Mm -hmm. If especially when you're younger, you're kinda stuck next to your parents, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if there's no other kids and things like that. So after two hours of hearing your parents and your tia's chismear Es, es el típico no pues cada quien no oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah like those kind right. of comments at the end i have heard like, or cada el, quien.
0: no pues ya sabes que lo que no es de creer en tu casa es de tener o sea mm-hmm. it's always like so self-reporting like they're self-aware without being self-aware like the
1: clo- the closing sentence like yeah conclusion. yeah
0: and it's just like one of those things where you're just like man you know you're wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're, we're still here doing it so yeah maybe that's why i grew up with it a little bit more but that's just my experience of it and that's what i sort of related with
1: you think there's gossip in every family
0: oh for sure to some extent i mean i'm sure some families aren't as gossipy you know i think i don't know it's like learned behavior right like if you see mm-hmm. your parents and your family members do it then it's you're more inclo- inclined to do it mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know is your family gossipy
1: Mm, i would say normal average <laughs>
0: oh yeah well, what is average right hey,
1: what is average yeah not as much but i think pretty average yeah like there's there's a lot of things that happen that someone will tell me oh but don't tell mom and then i tell mom <laughs> and i just said but don't tell them that i told you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like wait until they tell you and you act surprised yeah right <laughs> um but no, but it makes
0: sense i mean um, it's, things that, it's like at work right <laughs> like i've never been great at like, making friends with people at work, because I usually go to work and go home. But the more I deal with people from work, the more I'm like, wow, these people love gossiping. Mm-hmm. Like, about work or about co- other co-workers. And it's like, yeah. it's just, like, easy to talk about it because it's so relatable. It's like the one mm-hmm. thing you clearly have in common. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to, right? So, like, when you meet your tias or you see your cousins, it's easier to talk about Pepito and Pepita than it is t- to talk about. I don't know, COVID. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just it's just another form of small talk, I think. Okay. That can be toxic, granted. But you know, that's what I consider it at least.
1: Anyway, moving on to the next one. <laughs> uh let's see. sabe el diablo por viejo que por diablo.
0: That's one of mine. <laughs> yeah, that's one of
1: yours. Okay, yeah. so we have to, we both have I'm that one. I'm interested
0: to see what you have to say about that one.
1: So for this one, I always thought about it as when you, cuando estás viejo, you have wisdom. Right, yeah. And even if, I because I mean, we all, like it, it's saying diablo, so that means that it's the bad, right? Or like the good and the bad that you know ev- that you know everything or control things of the world. So even that person, which is el diablo, didn't have enough wisdom or masculine, like, than your age or like being viejo so for me it just meant the older you get the more wisdom you have yeah and it kind of made me feel like okay i'll get older i'll learn things i'll know more about certain things in life so i'm gonna get wisdom so that's what it meant to me
0: right and do you agree with that
1: i do agree with that because i as i am getting older and i work with younger kids I do see, like, oh, I know more things than you. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot that I know that they don't know that they will learn and uh, that they're going to get so much wisdom when they're older. I think as you age, you do get wisdom. Because there's, yeah. there's things that I would think about when I was a teenager or that I thought were almost impossible or just thoughts that cross your mind that don't anymore because now I got other things to worry about or, or just things that I'm just like that's not so much of a deal like it's not a big deal if that's going on you just kind of like brush it off super fast
0: and would you say that wisdom like maturity is like equivalent to wisdom in that sense at least least yeah
1: i think it is but um, now being mature doesn't come with age I mean, that, right. I don't see a credit, like, it, that that goes together.
0: Yeah, it's right. Because so you could be saying
1: older, saying. but not mature.
0: Exactly. Or you can be very young, and have gone through a lot, and, like, and be very mature. Yeah, and be, very
1: mature, yeah. Yeah.
0: I, so, I I agree that that's what it means, and that's what, it's behind it, right? Like, más del diablo por viejo. So, like, even though el diablo is un chingón, and knows mm-hmm. a lot, and he's been, but cuando yo pienso diablo, not necessarily bad, it's just, like, Bien cabrón, like, hmm, yeah. bien trucha, and like, in todo anda, no. So más sabe por viejo. So I think that although I agree that that's what it means, I think too many people, especially older people, hashtag boomers, <laughs> love to rely on the fact they're old to prove you wrong. It's like, oh, I've lived longer, so I must know better, and like, of course, I'm smarter than you. Like, I'm twice your age, and i don't know i just completely disagree with that like yes granted there is respect with age and there is respect to uh life lessons and wisdom that comes with like have lived longer granted too many people lean on it and not necessarily in a good way Mm -hmm. and especially at work i'm sure you've dealt with people that are older have a lot more seniority but can't get through half of their day without some of your help Right. And it's so easy to be like, well, there's my senior and like, you know, I have to respect them. And it's like, yeah, man, but like some people take advantage of that a little too much. Right. And so even though the dicho, I insist, I can agree with it. Too many people just sort of take advantage of that, of the fact that they're older just to prove that they're smarter. And I just don't think they correlate. I think, sure, you have the opportunity to be wiser. But you might not be. You might be an asshole. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, I don't know. In that sense, I just sort of disagree. Mm
1: -hmm. But uh, I never saw it so related to it, but I agree with what you're saying. Because um, after I graduated, I was looking for jobs. I looked really young to have a master's. And I was competing with other people that look older. Same grade. They graduated with me. We're the same class, right. but they were just older. They just happened to be doing their masters at yeah. thirty-five or forty. So when they, when we all went to the workforce and we were competing against each other to get a job, the employer would most likely hire that forty-year-old because they, it looked like they had Even experience.
0: Qualified exactly the same. We're way.
1: qualified exactly the same. Over but that's where me the argument that comes. That I'm like on my early
0: 20s. Right. But that's where the argument comes where you're like, well, clearly that person is wiser because they're older. But like, are they though? <laughs> like, that just me. Uh, that might just be uh, like a judgment that you're making or like, uh, what is it? What am I trying to say? Um, that's just like a judge of character that you're doing based off of what age. And in a way, maybe, yeah, maybe that. But what if that person lived like the most safe and boxed out life and you know (laughs) never did anything and they just went to school because there was nothing else to do and then now they're in the workforce like there's just too many elements especially with someone that's like first generation and with the background that we have it's like yo we've gone through some hardships we've learned some things but those aren't appreciated because it's not professional yet right like Mm -hmm. i'm sure in the future there will be or I i mean it happens now i guess with like affirmative action and things like that but People with our background aren't necessarily, like, niche for professionalism just yet. We're we're trying. We're striving for that. But it's still an uphill battle. And, like, let alone the fact that you're a woman. I mean, I'm not saying that it's the right thing to do. But that comes with its own challenges. Right? Like, if you're going against the older white male as a younger uh, Latina woman, like, that's clearly an, a big difference. So,
1: yeah, that
0: mm-hmm. and that again. I mean, maybe I'm digging too much into the dicho, but just no, growing up
1: and, but I mean, yeah. And I just wanted to point out that there's also the opposite of that, where there's a lot of companies that are more like tech savvy that will not hire an older person because they're like they must not know anything about computers. Right. So there's both. Yeah, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> just <laughs> going to get plan, that out of my chest. both
0: sides. That's great. Um. All right. Well, that's. Well, you took one of mine, so that's great. it we disagreed on it, so there's that. Um, right, this one's a little... I I don't have a lot to say, I just really like it. Para todo mal mezcal, para todo bien (laughs) también. I don't know. I mean, there's not much to that one. It seems more like something that would be on a shirt in Rosarito. But, I don't know. It's, It's technically a dicho. And, sure, why not? Like, hey i guess if i really had to put a meaning to it it's like whether things are going wrong or they're going right you know maybe take a little bit time to celebrate you know Mm -hmm. shit happens move forward you know and if you're doing good eh. and if you're doing bad eh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know that's just sort of my my little half-assed dissection of that one
1: that reminds me of um the like whenever we see a soccer game or some kind of fight or something and like sports and if they lose we drink because it's like overset. but if they win oh we drink drink. because we're celebrating celebrating, so either way it's the same we're celebrating
0: and uh, yeah exactly that's what i'm saying like why not there's always a reason to drink some mezcal there's -hmm. always a reason i mean and if you don't drink there's always a reason to celebrate right like to have a good time Mm -hmm. because if you're having a shitty week fuck it let's celebrate on friday and if you're having a bad week, fuck it. Let's do something and to try to forget about the week. You know, too many times people, especially with, like, hustle culture and things like that, people forget that, you know, we live, uh, sorry, we work to live, not live to work. And that you shouldn't feel guilty for having fun weekends and to get away and that you plan all these things, right? And that a lot of people like to tell you, like, hey, maybe if you didn't buy Starbucks every day, you'd be a millionaire. And it's like, yeah, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be felt be felt guilty for trying to escape a little bit from our shitty reality yeah. from time to time, you know, and that's smart. No matter how you perceive your day to day, it's OK. You shouldn't feel guilty for wanting to do something for yourself because at the end of the day, it's your life. And, you know, you're the one that has to wake up every morning.
1: Mm-hmm. So That reminds that. me of another one that's not on my list, okay. but I'm just going to say because I thought about it. Uh, al mal día, buena cara. I think that's how it goes.
0: I don't know if I've ever heard it.
1: Oh yeah, it's something that if you're having a bad day, just put a good face. Push through it. Yeah, push through it.
0: That one sounds dark though.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> it. it's not on my list, but it just it reminds me. That one me. sounds
0: like yeah, I I get I get the sentiment. Mm-hmm. Just really think about it, it's like that might be part of the problem though. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like masking our real feelings. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, whatever uh, <laughs> go ahead and you can go ahead and go with another
1: yeah one. I, I'm i not saying I agreed to no that no I was just, just saying like, I thought about it I
0: think I got a little too heady about that one
1: yeah uh, next one is Camarón que se duerme <laughs> se leyó la, la cam- carrera. <laughs> car- is that on your list <laughs> no no oh. I, just,
0: I definitely thought about it <laughs> uh-huh. but I had a feeling you, it's just like so well known yeah like I think those, like those are pretty well mainstream known. ones uh-huh. uh, or, or, or the other version of it is el que se fue a la villa but say, yeah. Say, yeah. Which I think are
1: pretty. Uh-huh. They correlate, right? Yeah, they they go along the same. Right. <laughs> 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 it was like more of a. Oh, well, same sentence. But my, yeah, yeah, it was the same. Of, um, so, how I thought about this one is that um, if you don't act on things, the opportunity will not always be there. Right. So you got to act on it and do it because <laughs> yeah. it might not always be there or always be around.
0: Yeah. It reminds me of uh, God. I want to say Roosevelt or man- maybe Benjamin Franklin. I can't think of who said it, but he said, um, it's like, yes, I do. be, I do believe in luck. And the more prepared I am, the more luck I have. Mm-hmm. Right. Or another one that I also don't remember who said it was uh, luck is opportunity meets preparation. Mm. So all these things where it's like Like a door opens, you got to walk through it. I feel like a lot of times we are prepared and the opportunity shows itself. But the sort of uh, uh, what's it called? The syndrome, the imposter syndrome sort of sets in and we think about it a little too much. And then the opportunity is gone. And maybe the opportunity will come back, and maybe it won't. But it's hard to see something like that get off your hands because you're thinking about it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just—I mean, it doesn't happen to me necessarily because I—I'm I, kind of—I take too many opportunities without thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my problem. Uh, but I can see it being a little frustrating sometimes, right?
1: Yeah, I—I I always heard that one, but I don't know if I can think of a moment where I was like, "Oh, wow, this." really is true in my life i don't know i feel like i always do take opportunities too that's good yeah and because you don't work out but But if it doesn't happen in yeah but i give up on things pretty easy too so i take (laughs) the opportunities and then i don't last long but at least i'm just like oh i took the opportunity yeah yeah it's a good chance yeah i took a chance so no me (laughs) and just gave up and just i swim to the other (laughs)
0: side (laughs) but i mean it's also an argument for like focus right like you said like sometimes you do try things but you sort of divert your energy Mm -hmm. Uh, i if there's one thing i do is be a jack of all trades which Mm. honorary mention i don't know that do they have dichos in english because i know there's things like master of oh sorry jack of all trades master of none Mm -hmm. right i don't know if that's a dicho or you Mm -hmm. can consider that a dicho but i just recently learned that that's incomplete so it's jack of all trades master of none it's still better than a master of one so growing up i had i was like a like a serial hobbyist like i just have too many things going on right like whether it was sports or music and all those other things and like whether my teachers or my coaches were always like, you need to focus like whatever you have going on outside of this doesn't matter. You need to focus on this. And it's like, well, yeah, but then I have practice for this and then I got to go do that. And it's like, no, 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 this is the one. And <laughs> all my teachers was telling me the same thing. And they would in one way or another tell me like, you have to stop being a jack of all trades. Right. Cause you're, you'll be a master of none. And like, they would say it maybe to like encourage me to focus but I took it like as, as like, oh, you can't do all of them. Like, stick to one. So when I heard the whole thing really helped because it's like, I was right. Like, it's okay to fucking do everything. Why not, man? I was in high school. Who cares? Like, I wasn't going to be a professional wrestler or work in an orchestra. You know? Like, I never saw that. It, it just, it was all just fun to do. And that should have been enough. But there's always this, like, added pressure of, like, what are you going to do with your future? And that was always kind of a bummer. But anyway, honorary mention of that one. I don't know that there is other ones in English, but I'm sure there
1: are. Is that in your list? No, that oh. was just
0: honorary mention because it's in English. Uh, I don't know. Like no. I said, I don't, I don't know that. I'm sure there's a version of it in Spanish, but mm. I don't really know it. Anyway, from mine. <laughs> um. Uh, okay, más mm. vale pájaro en mano que siento volando. Uh, apparently, I looked it up. It does say Que siento volando But it it really means Que sientos volando Right Más vale El pájaro que ya tienes en la mano Que atrapaste Que los cien que están volando And The best way I can describe this one Is just Like Stop wanting what other people have And focus on what you already have Would that be fair? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Have you heard this one before?
1: Yeah, I've heard that one before
0: Yeah And I I don't think I heard it a whole lot growing up, other than, like, on TV and things like that. But it always stuck with me because it's sort of a good reminder to think that, like, like of course we want things, right? Whether they're material things or benchmarks in our career or relationships. But just think at the fact that where you are now is where you wanted to be a couple years before, you know? So just it's good to break into perspective that, like, Again, that like hustle mentality that we all are told to have uh, can be a little detrimental. And ambition is good, but not at the detriment of who we are, right? Because always wanting will never be satisfied. Things that are have a number, there will always be something better or something bigger. So it's good to just sort of take a step back and appreciate what's around you or what you already have in your hand. So it's one I, I definitely liked
1: oh right. okay so this next one is perro que ladra no muerde oh uh, yeah and that one i actually would hear it as like a real thing as in like if a dog was barking <laughs> <laughs> like no there was a nada i was like what are you talking about it's <laughs> it a warning
0: barking. and a dicho
1: <laughs> yeah so i so i always did took that like very real as very in like, literal yeah yeah i mean i was always um well even to this day um you sometimes like I it's not that I don't like dogs it's just that so that story comes when I was very small I got attacked by two dogs so it, it I, I still remember the moment uh one of them I was at the stairs and I was holding a ball and it was a pit bull that it was my neighbors and the dog just wanted the ball but I'm here I don't know how old I was I was probably like four or five and I'm holding the ball and I see this dog running from half a block towards me and I'm yelling, screaming, but I'm not moving. And I'm just there, like, froze. And mm-hmm. then the dog just gets the ball and leaves. Like, it, it doesn't do anything to me. But it just created this thing where I right. got scared of, like, really, like, I don't know. I got scared to, like, certain types of dogs. But anyway, super off topic. Um, But every time they would say that, I was like, no, it's parking. Like, we shouldn't get close to it. And... It always stuck with me as, like, a real thing, as in, like, disagreement of, like, no, if it's barking, it's... Right. But on the other side of that meaning, it it meant to me that there's people that are going to pretend to be a certain way, but they're not necessarily going to do those things. Right. So just because they're talking smack and they're saying that they're going to do all these things or that they're going to take action on whatever thing it doesn't necessarily happen that they're gonna go through with it and do it Mm -hmm. so it's it was always that yeah like that little uh like back to reality that oh just because they're doing something doesn't mean that it's gonna happen yeah
0: yeah it's always like oh you talk big game but you can't back it up Mm -hmm. sort of thing yeah or like trash talkers right um i agree that in a lot of instances it's true but i've seen dogs that bark and bite <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i think it's i i get the sentiment behind it and i too was told of it like as like a literal direction like oh if it barks but i think it's more like our parents way to be like i ah, just it's fine it's behind a reja like it's not gonna do anything <laughs> to you right because if it was outside like you'd be running after you and like yeah we'd all be running um or like did you ever like were you ever walking and you see a dog that seemed aggressive, and you someone would fake grabbing a rock, and like come la Oh, and
1: then they get scared. Yeah, and then yeah. the dog
0: would run away. <laughs> I was always like, how do they know that that's a rock? What if mm-hmm. you just trip? Like, yeah. how does the dog know? But I guess the dog. I mean, mm-hmm. they sense danger, so they just ran away. I thought it was funny because sometimes they wouldn't, and then they would <laughs> drop the rock or the quote-unquote rock, and then they pick it up again. It was always kind of weird. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Some people talk big game and can't do it. Uh, people, especially now where everything can be sort of anonymous. Because even if your profile has a picture and a name. Fuck.
1: Is that really you? <laughs> Is
0: that really you? Or it could be you, right? But they're miles away. So there's no consequences. There's no like idea of repercussion. Because what are you going to do? Comment back? And, you know, it's just I, I think there's just more of it, you know. Um, there's this f- sense of like anonymity. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely want to grow up with and I want to definitely still believe. All right. My last one. Uh, El que mucho barca, poco <laughs> Did you ever hear that one? Yes. Right. So from what my understanding is, is that when you have too much on your plate, it's like taking a big bite mm-hmm. and not being able to chew it. I guess that would be like the literal translation of it. Um, sorry, not literal, just like the meaningful, uh, translation of it. Um, it's sometimes, you know, you have too much on your plate and you're spread too thin and now you're doing everything half-ass, right? Like don't do too much half-ass, do something's full-ass. Mm-hmm. I think that's from like Nick Offerman and Parks and Recreation. <laughs> um, it's just that like, uh, we all like to do a lot of things and myself included, But sometimes it's to the detriment of the people that you're trying to help, right? Like you might want to hang out with friends and then be with family and then you have a girlfriend and then you want to do video games and then you want to do all these things. And it's like all in one day, right? And it's like, yeah, in theory, it sounds great. And you might be able to like physically do it. But like, are you going to be there or are you already thinking about the fact that you have to leave to do this other thing? Or you're still thinking about what just happened earlier that day? It's just it's just a little too much and sometimes and it's not like in movies where it you know it'll all explode in your face because it might not but definitely will take a toll on yourself because i've done it and it's exhausting Mm -hmm. and afterwards i just can't wait to be home like i was telling jessica like for a while we'd go out on dates and it was just us but lately we've been hanging out with a lot of friends and the other day we got home exhausted uh shout out danny and bunny we went to sea world it was awesome but we got home exhausted and i was just like god i miss when it was just you and me (laughs) and not in a way that i don't like hanging out with my friends i do i love them and i'm so happy that they're willing to hang out with us and it's a lot of fun but man sometimes it's just exhausting to be on you know because i want to be friendly i want to be fun to hang around with but sometimes i just you know I'm just tired and I just want to cuddle and just be inside and <laughs> watch TV. <laughs> Jesus, it's, I'm tired. Um, but, you know, it happens when you plan too many things ahead of time and then you look you're like, oh, man, this this weekend. Damn, like, I, ugh. but I'm so tired, you know. So, again, mm-hmm. that's the best way I can describe it. I don't know. If, did you grow up with that one?
1: I didn't grow up with that, but when I was older, I would hear it because I had so much going on. I would have a part-time job. I would have my classes, my student organizations, just so much at once. And it was almost impossible to get to see friends and family. I mean, even now, I think that's just, it's just how it is. And some people understand that. Yeah. And some people understand, some people don't. Like I do get some friends that send me messages sometimes like, hey, I haven't seen you in so long. And they're a little butthurt. But I'm just like, I'm just here trying to survive. Like, I got so many things going on. And then there's other people that I tell them, like, oh, you know, this and that has happened. They're like, oh, I totally understand. Yeah, you know, same boat. Like, I'm dealing with all of this. And, yeah, I guess it's just, like, it's what being an adult is.
0: Yeah, it's just, like, eternal multitasking. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. and it really comes down to prioritization i think because of course we want to do everything but it's doing or focusing on what really matters to us
1: yeah
0: that really matters i guess mm-hmm. um, but i mean who am i to say again i do much i to do, do too much and then nothing at the same time because i could have an entire day filled but the moment i sit down for 20 30 minutes to watch TikToks, i'm like mm-hmm. wow what a waste of a day
1: oh yeah i got that this morning because this morning let me tell you i got the perfect morning i woke up early i went to the gym got back in shower and i was already like in my room getting ready by the time i usually wake up uh-huh. so i was like wow i got so much time <laughs> i had breakfast i did my hair i, I was all good and then I laid down for 20 minutes because I'm like, wow, I deserve this. Yeah. So I laid down for 20 minutes just to be scrolling through my phone. And then those 20 minutes turned into like, I don't know, like 30 something. And then I got up and I was like, oh, my God, I should have used that for something else because I had to run errands too. Right. But, yeah. Anyway. But t- like you, you always feel guilty.
0: Yeah, you always feel guilty. No matter how guilty, much yeah. I do.
1: Because I did so good. But there was, I was like, I oh, could have done better.
0: Well, I think it's like. And bear with me here. Capitalism. Just no, 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 no. Before you just cough. Before you just cough. It's just that like the idea that our worth is so connected to our productivity. Again, great in theory. Whatever. Like if I guess you believe in like that grinding mindset. But like great in theory. But obviously we're going to feel like shit the moment we sit down and do something else. And the worst thing is that like you do it and you feel guilty. But those couple minutes were awesome right like laying in bed and scrolling through your phone it's like mind numbing it's escapism and to a certain extent it can be bad for yourself if like you're stuck in a loop and things like that but if every like after such a productive morning like should you really feel bad about yourself like if someone else did it and told you that you'd probably be like no it's fine like it's 30 minutes like it's fine like you deserve of course you deserve it like it's it's a sort of like bastardized version of like self-care right when people think of self-care they always think of like sage and meditation and like something green like eating something green um but it might just be scrolling through your phone for a couple minutes like because it's a way that you helps you deal with the rest of your day right um i like to do it right after work like i'm full-on decked out in construction workwear and construction work where and dirt because somehow i can never come home without dirt um i usually change into some shorts i i should shower right away but i usually change into some shorts and i just sit down on my couch and just sort of blank out sometimes i have to nap sitting down sometimes i'm on my phone but like i don't want to do anything for like half an hour even to an hour sometimes depending on how bad the day was i just don't want to do anything because it was just like wow that sucked (laughs) and it's I don't hate my job or anything it's just like wow that was that sucked like I was on my feet all day my back hurts like that sucked you know and then after that I usually am able to look it up and go to the gym or do whatever errands I need to do start washing or whatever but usually it's just like even after that I feel guilty despite the fact that I just spent eight hours doing manual labor (laughs) you know I still feel like shit for sitting for one hour and it's like, or like 30 minutes and it's like, fuck man. And I I try to push myself away from thinking because sometimes I'll be there and be like, I should be reading like a book or I should be maybe like go to the gym right away. But I try not to force it. Like I like reading. I love reading. But if I'm forcing myself to do it, I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm just going to resent it. And then not, do you ever read and then nothing sticks? Yeah. like you go through three pages and you're like what the fuck did i just read like uh, so then you try again and you really want to read that book but nothing is sticking and, and you're just trying to find excuses to like open the book but it's not working and it sucks but you know forcing myself to do it just isn't gonna help so i think it's okay for us to just sort of give ourselves the time and you know give yourself some me time.
1: i do that after work i just sit in my car and yeah, do nothing that's literally a of it, nothing yeah. I don't use my phone. I don't... Sometimes I listen to the radio. Yeah. Or if my phone is playing a playlist. But I do absolutely nothing. And it's... I need to do it. Every single day after work, I do it. And it's today, dude. And today, you interrupted that because I didn't tell you I'm here. <laughs> so, I got here and I was just sitting in my car about to start my 10... I usually just do it for like 10 minutes. Uh, my 10 minute of just sitting in my car. And then David takes out the trash and he sees me. He's like, hey come in whatever and I was just like oh like I was about to just (laughs) I didn't know that (laughs) I was about to just sit there uh but I mean it was it was fine like if I don't do it like it's no big deal yeah but I just that's what I do and I park and I just stay there for a while and then I go upstairs and I just feel like it completely like um resets my like my vibe
0: (laughs) yeah no it helps and it's as awkward as it sounds it helps. I think mm-hmm. it's just good to have a little space. And, like, for you, it's your car. For me, it's a shitty-ass couch. It's just, like, it's good to just have, like, a, oh, okay, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, that's yeah. done. All right. Oh, like, that. Was, even if you had a good day, sometimes, like, even after, like, hanging out with friends or having a good date, like, I just sit there and I'm just like, okay, like, I'm here. Like, I'm back to zero. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like, you choose from there what you're going to do. But uh, I think it's good.
1: My last one is the tal palo, tal astilla. Okay. Everybody knows this. Yeah. <laughs> and this one, I would hear it a lot in family. I still hear it a lot. Uh, and basically what it was, what it meant to me was that uh, if, if I don't even know how to describe it. Um, if someone is a certain way, um, chances of someone rel- Related to that person Will right. also be that same way It's
0: like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree
1: Yeah Kind of thing mm-hmm. It's
0: like oh Like of course that's your mom Like of course yeah. that's your sister Like mm-hmm. Yeah I, I get mm-hmm. it Yeah I, I grew up with that one too And it's Yeah like My dad and I Um, I guess we had a lot of Similar tendencies from When he was younger So They They compare us Sometimes and, yeah, just but having it, so much family. But it
1: sucks to be compared like that with family. Yeah,
0: it, it can, if, especially if it's, like, in a derogatory way. Or it's like, of course. ¿No te pasa que te no, se te sale lo se te sale lo vega. You know, and it's like, <laughs> you know, whether I'm being, like, too difficult or too stubborn or, like, mm. anything negative. It's like, oh, se te sale lo vega. Because, mm. like, again, it goes back to, like, the tal la talastilla, kind of, like, like you're not your own person you're your family you're representing them and like of course you're like them that it, it sounds a little extreme but it's just it's just so much of that and it's like no man maybe i'm just my own person <laughs> like sure i'll pick up some things but so i i get what you mean sometimes it sucks mm. to be compared but i can't deny it sometimes it's just like ugh. i do some things that i'm like uh my dad <laughs> like, I, like i can see my dad reflected on me and i'm just like oh, i gotta try to shake that off a little bit <laughs> mm. but uh
1: yeah, as I'm getting older, um, I do see a lot of things that my mom does that I'm doing, and it's just scary because I, I would always tell myself that I was not gonna do the same thing she right. she does, and now that I see myself just automatically doing that, yeah, it's like no, like I should stop. I Shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't become my mom? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I I do that, I do that a lot too. Well, I'll stop myself, and I'm like, oh, you know what? Like it happens with my kid a lot. Sometimes well, something will happen with him, and it's like oh this is how my dad or my parents used to deal with things like that, and I'll take a step back. And I'm like alright, used to hate that, don't do that. Alright, <laughs> like, let's try again. Like how can we do this over? You know, like maybe yelling at him because he can't read that one word isn't great. You know, like I was like alright, let's take a step back and alright buddy, let's try to <laughs> let's try to read this again. And it really takes my entire energy to try to like fight it. Uh, because that's just, it seems like the way you know, but yeah, I guess it comes with like trying to end generational trauma. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard being the the one that flips the coin because part of me is like, why me, man? Why does everybody get to be, the not the easy way, but just like the one way and then I have to fight against it. Like by yourself because you do that, you try to do something different in front of your parents and it's like, no, you're wrong like generations before you have done it this way, this way it works, that's fine. And you're like, yeah, but like studies show that <laughs> you can't just say that, you know? Uh, so it's hard because not only are you fighting yourself and your identity trying to change it, you're fighting the people around you that are seeing you because they just don't understand why you want to, would want to do it differently.
1: Well, I think it's great that you're trying to flip the coin and make those changes and it might take a lot of energy, but I think it's going to go a long way.
0: Yeah, let's hope so. Anyway, now that we're all out of dichos uh, for now, I think. <laughs> There's obviously a hundred more and that we know that we grew up with, but I honestly draw a blank. I, when I tried to come up with the five, I literally was like, Fuck, I can't. Like I couldn't or I would do them half fast or whatever, and it just weren't coming out. So I definitely hit a wall. But I like those. I like the ones we picked. And and that was fun. I hope everybody enjoyed. And if you're still here, uh, make sure to check us out at SOT8podcast. Number eight podcast. Again, SOT8podcast. On Instagram, reach out, give some feedback, interact with our posts. Uh, we're still relatively new to all of this. So any feedback helps. Uh, as always, Jessica Bernal, thank you so much.